early speakers in your hand. Okay, Pastor. Say a little Oh, we just want to thank you for your word. Thank you for being God that you are to us all. Thank you for being our Father and our Creator. Thank you for all that you've done. And yes, just bless us with your word and all who's on here, Lord, today. And we ask you to fill us with your wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your word. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Alright. It's called the suffering of rejection. Amen. I have been eroded, but I never talked on it. Amen. And what it means by rejection, you know, of an everyday life, amen. You know, a lot of us in this everyday life, you know, we can go through that. Means of rejection, amen. And we know what it means to refuse to accept, consider, use, or submit to, amen. And we know that the rejection is you no, know, it's not a good feeling, you know, and sometimes it can be very harsh, you know, because we you know we got some people out here, amen. You know, you may be strong. You know, some of us may be strong, you know, in accepting rejection, amen. But you got some that don't accept it. You look at how people, you know, how some people don't, you know, accept rejection, you know, because we know that when we got people that don't accept rejection, you know, we see the outcome of what, you know, what can happen, amen. Because when you got people that don't, you know, accept rejection, you know, they get angry, amen. They get angry in their feelings, amen. They get, you know, and when they can't take, you know, what is happening and then they want to, you know, behind it, you know, then they want to do sinful things, amen, behind it, you know, with the anger, you know, that they're feeling, amen, you know, because we see it. You know, sometimes we see it and we see it on our news all the time, you know, on media every day. You know, some people go through that and we know that and it's good and all that what we was talking about today is to have faith, amen. You know, in God. But we also you know we look at reality of what is happening, amen, or what is going on in our in our world every day. Amen. So but us as Christians, amen, you know, some of us could be still born through something like this. But we know that there's a God, amen, that that we can go to, amen, that we can ask, you know, him, you know, ask God to help us, you know, with these feelings, because, you know, these these feelings, you know, they're not mature, amen, they're, you know, they're very immature, you know, actions, you know, but we need to ask God to help us with them. You know, when we going through things in life. And I was saying, you know, I was saying down here about, you know, you know, what we see in our society, you know, we see our, you know, kids, you know, uh, you know, getting snatched, you know, and you know, human sex trafficking and everything. And, you know, we look at how, 
you know, how they're getting treated, amen, get rejected, amen. And we know sometimes and some things, some reasons, some people, some things that people go through being rejected sometimes, it be reason sometimes. But we gotta, amen, pray for those, amen, that's going through it, amen, and we gotta keep looking to those who believe in Jesus Christ to look up to him which covers our help, amen. So when looking at the kids, you know, as I wrote how kids are suffering, people are suffering, Amen. And get rejected every day, even through their families. You know? And we know that sometimes, you know, being rejected, you know, also brings a whole lot of other problems. Amen. You know, and sometimes people be in so in silence with it. You know, they keep it on the inside, you know, so so much, you know, and never really tell anybody, you know, how they feel. Amen. So they keep it on the inside of them and you know and sometimes it don't always come with good results all the time and keep it but it's also important that when we having these things you know these feelings it's to open you know we have to have open ears amen you know because we can talk about god all the time but everybody ain't gonna always receive god word as as we may receive it amen so we got to keep open ear you know, to those, amen, or either our, even among our own church members too. You know, keep an open ear, you know, to the problems that is going on in this world. And because, you know, sometimes when you got people out here, you know, I have seen how you have people, you know, when they're going through something, amen. And sometimes when the first thing they'll think about is, when they come, when they go through, the first thing some of them would think about, they want to go to the minister. You know, they want to go to the pastor. They want to go to somebody, amen. You know, they know somebody, amen. And they want to hear a confident word, amen. But sometimes even them, you know, even them have felt or went through the rejection of not, you know, uh, you know, not being talked to because of something he's going through. And, you know, we may reject that person, you know, from coming to us, amen, when we're going through something. And we say, well, you know, either, either at times we don't have time to talk to them, or, you know, or we, we just, you know, or either at times we don't want to do it, and, you know, or we may say, well, you know, just go to somebody else. And may when somebody come to you and talk to you about something, amen. We're supposed to be ready to have an open ear, amen, to hear. And at the same time, it's to tell God's word. At the same time, you know, that, you know, when we listen to what people are going through, because, I mean, this is not a, a joke thing, you know, this is not a game, with, you know, what people are going through, you know, in this everyday life, because, you know, when people going through rejections and everything, what they, they, you'll never know what their mind could be thinking. Their mind could be thinking suicide or anything, you know. Uh, your kids going through something in high school or something, you know, and they need to talk to somebody, you know. They need to talk, you know, to a teacher because some, even the teachers in, in the schools don't always be helpful, you know, and everything that's going on. 
Amen. But you know, we, you know, for us ministers, amen. Just, you know, have an open ear for somebody to listen, amen. Don't just, you know, you know, reject somebody and turn them away, you know, from what they really need to hear, amen. Because God is our help, you know, our help comes from Him. You know, His word is a comfort to us. Amen. I'm gonna Read in Psalm 21. You know, saying about how fathers provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. And we know that we must not reject our children, amen. We must not provoke them to anger, to anything, you know, from what we do. But we should be examples as parents, not just the father, but the mother, too. But, you know, the example to them, amen, or, you know, because I know in, in this life, you know, parents have been busy, and they've been busy, and they've been working, and working, and, you know, never really always home, or either they're gone, and, you know, running somewhere else, amen, and we know that sometimes how, you know, life takes us sometimes, you know, we know this is a busy world, but, we can say like this, you know, do you know, I look at this pandemic, you know, as, as this pandemic came, I can say that one thing about it, though, it did bring families together, finally, to sit home, amen, finally to sit home, you know, parents, you know, family, to sit home and to finally, you know, can really sit down and really finally can talk to their kids, you know, to see what's really on their mind. Because like I said, when we're so busy, you know, all the time, we, we will reject the things that really needs to be done. But thank God through this pandemic, you know, it really set parents down. This time, it really set them down to really want to hear what could be on their children's mind, amen. You know, um, to bring them out, you know, from, to bring them out from the streets, amen, when they be out there every day, they be playing around with their friends or, you know, playing out in front of the home or anything, to bring them in and to really sit down and to really talk to them, you know, about the Lord, for those parents that are saved or, you know, parents that are not saying, but just sit and talk to their children, like, what's on their mind, amen? Because, like I said, we don't really know, you know, what could have been on their mind, and we may, you know, we may could have rejected that, you know, rejected them from saying what was on their mind, because we're saying, no, I'm just too busy for all this. I, you know, I ain't got time. Amen. But thank God, you know, you know, maybe, you know, like we said earlier, in the time and God did this for a race. You know, so we can all sit down, you know, and not just for our, our families, our churches too. You know, because we know there have been a lot of, you know, a lot of problems in our churches, amen. We know there's always is. But like I said, this is a time, amen, for us to come together, amen, to, you know, to, you know, for God to let us see what has really happened. You know, so we can better come together. Amen. In our churches, our homes, amen. 
and even for us to come closer to God. You know, because I, I said, you know, some people, we don't ever know how some people may be feeling, you know, and and the things that they say, amen. And we got to pay attention, but, you know, I said, you know, we but mm. asking God for uh, wisdom to give mm. us, you know. Yeah. Just a missionary is getting ready to go live. Yolanda is speaking, but if you want to go on, she's getting ready to go live. You can go on Facebook in about 10 minutes. If you want to go. Okay. Okay. Must shoot himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We know we got, you know, that's your friend is very rare. I mean, a friend, I'm talking about a friend, I'm talking about her, it's very rare. You don't always have many friends, amen. And even when you're walking in the faith. There's not very many friends, even when you're walking in the faith. But we know that there, amen, we know that there's a friend, amen, as we know Jesus Christ, who have always had never rejected us, amen. Even when we go on do something, God, he never rejected us, even though he could, he could have rejected us. He could just left us and left us in the way, you know, especially when we're not always in the right way we should be, but he could have, but through his mercy and his grace, amen. Jesus, you know, he, he came for so long, a long time ago, amen, came down, amen, to walk among men, amen, to, you know, walk among us all, to save us, to redeem us, you know, to free us from this, you know, from this sinful ways, to free us from the darkness. We know that Satan, amen, to have, tries to have hold on us, amen. And we know that, you know, you know, and through all this, you know, feelings of rejection, you know, and asking God to free us from this, from this problem, amen. And, and to help when we're free from it, and to ask, you know, and to help others. Amen. That could be walking in this feeling. Amen. And we know that, we know Jesus, he sticks close. He sticks closer to us than anybody. Amen. So we must put our faith and our trust in God. Amen. We must not put our faith and trust in men. Because that's what the disciples, you know, the um. We're talking about the apostles and saying they rather trust God than obey man. Because we know that, you know, and that's the, the attitude that, that we should have is to trust God in everything that we have. To trust God even when these um these feelings, amen. You know, because we you know we're human, amen. You know, it uh, you know, it's no denial. Uh, what our feelings that may come through, amen, but we trust God, you know, through the cleansing of his word, because 
He said we're clean through his word. You know, when we read his word, we're clean through his word. Amen. So, you know, we rather would stick to God who, you know, that, that we can trust in him because he's closer, you know, than any friend. So he's the one we need in our life. And I just want to talk about, you know, about Jesus. Amen. I looked at how, you know, when I read about how Jesus, how he was rejected. Jesus was rejected. You know, he went through that with the Pharisees, the people. Some people, you know, when he came down and, you know, walked among the people to come down and save and heal. Amen. But some rejected him. Some did not believe in, you know, in him. Some did not believe he was the son of God. You know, some did not believe in things that he was doing. But, you know, only thing they really believed in is something that they really wanted when he healed or when he gave. But that's not the only thing. You know, we should just not just believe in God because of what he can do for us. But sometimes we, it just seems like we can only believe that only when God does stuff for us, then we'll believe. Amen. But when we feel like God ain't doing them for, for us, then we get to reject them. Amen. You know, we look at this society. Amen. And how, when we look around, and how, you know, we look at how this society, you know, this world, amen, how we reject God. You know, of not doing the things that they used to do, amen. And how they used to look at God you know, when they put it on that, you know, dollar bill, you know, and God we trust, amen. But now they're looking at it another way. You know, you know, it's like they throw God away, you know, by following their sinful ways, the way that they want to follow, you know, the way they want to do it now. They, they don't want, they, you know, we got to look at the society, how they don't want to look at God you know, in the heavens as their God anymore. Now they want to look at other, these other strange gods, you know, Satan. We talk about these other gods on this earth. More trust in them than trusting in God. Amen. And so look, look at the results of, you know, rejection and the rejecting God. The results, because we know that, you know, we cannot do without God. We can't breathe without him. You know, some will feel like they can just control their own destiny. You know, you hear them say that. You know, people say that a lot. Oh, I can control my own destiny, and I can do this. But, you know, we know we can't live without God. Amen. We can't do that. We, You know, some people want to. You know, they want to walk into this world and, and pretend like there is no God. So when you're pretending... If you're pretending like there's no God, then you're rejecting him, amen. And you're rejecting his righteousness, amen. And rejecting that, you know, that Jesus died on that cross for our sins, in which he did. He died on the cross for our sins. And we know that by the people of this society today, how they rejecting God. Now, we know that any time... You know, look, I mean, look what God can do to us right now. But look, but look at his mercy and his grace. It's still here, amen. 
She loves us. God, you know, he loves us. Amen. I mean, yes, he could reject us now if he wants. And just, you know, destroy this whole world if he wants. But look at his love. And we know that God's love, God's love don't reject us. God's love loves us. He wants to save us, you know, from this wicked world. And we must we must open our eyes, amen, to see, amen, how much God loves us. But we know that, you know, we got people that, you know, is rejecting God and believing in things that has not of God. We can't we can't put our trust in the president. Can't put our trust in no scientists. Because we got sometimes scientists do contradict God's word and they'll contradict his, his creations. We must be careful, amen. How you know how we look to people. Because we gotta look to God who cover our help. Amen. Because our help comes from him, amen. And even though we know that Jesus but he still looked, he still kept his focus on his father and, and what he came down here to do, but he said he came down to do his father's will. And that's the way we gotta look at it. We you know, even though we may go through some things in our life, amen. Amen. But we need to ask God to focus and to give us that strength, amen, and give us that courage, and we got courage to one another, amen. Or or when we may be feeling things, amen. It's good to talk, not not to talk to everybody, but to talk to somebody that will listen, that talk to somebody that will not turn you away, or you know, and you know, and don't go to people that are so arrogant that can't listen, amen. Because we gotta learn to listen, amen. It's good to talk, but it's learn, but we gotta learn to listen, amen. Because if we don't listen to what is happening. How are we going to know what is happening with people? We don't listen. And all we want to see is like, oh, you're just a sinner. You, oh, you're just this and that. No, we got to learn to listen. Amen. Amen. But we got to also do it in the way to God. Amen. And my strength in the Lord. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for early word. Sister Vanetta, are you, are you there? to First Peter. I'm going to be coming out of First Peter this, this morning. And I'm looking at First Peter uh, starting at let's <clears throat> um, go chapter 1 starting at verse 13. It reads as follows. Wherefore, gird up the lions of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fastening yourselves according to the former lusts of your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manners of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Let's stop right there. And I'm going to go through some more scriptures. I'll let you know the scriptures and verses as, as I get there. But in this actual uh, scripture that Peter is talking to the church, he's telling us, and this is especially good for today, that in all matter of our 
of what we are projecting to others. We're projecting Jesus Christ at all times to others. Our light should always shine in the direction of Jesus Christ so people can see him. And it's, it, we don't have time right now, thanks, to be doing anything else because we are living in some of the most craziest times that, that we've ever known in our lifetime. We've never seen a pandemic. A pandemic hasn't happened in over, I think they said a hundred and some odd years. But in our lifetime, this is, this is brand new for us. And we look at, at the condition of our country uh, compared to the world, and we see that the United States is not doing too well. And why is the United States not doing too well? Well, I have to be very blunt in this and say because the United States is very arrogant. We feel that we have rights and we have uh, the ability to make up our own mind and nobody can say nothing to us or do anything to us because we are who we are. And therefore, we have suffered the worst in the entire world of this pandemic. Instead of listening to, as Pastor was saying earlier, listening to what the scientists say and, and uh, doing the things that we should do, we want to have our own minds. So we walk around without being protected and we go to big functions that the virus might be there. And be not deceived, this virus, this pandemic is a tool that the, that the enemy is using to take us out. You know, and God has allowed this to happen to test and see who we really are. Peter says that we need to gird up our lions of our mind and be sober. Being sober means not being arrogant, not being thinking that we're all at a bag of chips, but knowing who we are on this earth. You know, knowing that we're not better than anybody else. We all bleed bread. Although the, the people in this country might not think so, but we do. We do. And we are just as susceptible as everybody else. I remember when Spain was going through the pandemic and um, uh, uh, different countries, they did what they needed to do. They locked down, they bunkered sure down, yep. and they weathered through it. Unfortunately, because we have our rights and we are United States citizens, we do what we want to do. And can't nobody tell us what to do. And so therefore, we are yet still suffering. Looking and worrying about our children going to school, uh, coming in September, thinking that they might be susceptible, looking still at our elder, our, our elderly and our infraction and, and our sick and shut in. But hey, who cares about them? I'm healthy and I have my rights and I want to do what I want to do. Unfortunately, that is not girding up our minds of our mind and being sober. No. That's being stupid and being mm. foolish. He says, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if you've had the revelation of that Jesus Christ is real and he lives, you have a great reward if you believe that. If you have faith in that, you have the biggest reward that anybody has because you know who he is. He says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust, of your ignorance. Well, what were the former lusts of our ignorance? Well, a lot of people are still in that ignorance. I am who I am, and I have my rights, and I can do what I want to do, and I, I uh, paved my way, and I don't need nobody. I don't need no man. I mean, as we heard that. But that 
is not being sober-minded. That is not being uh, uh, smart in your conscience. What you have to realize is that you do need the Lord Jesus Christ. I understand that. I'm sorry. You do need the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read this from um, my Spurgeon's Bible. It's the commentary, but it's so good. He says, on this actual scripture, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded, meaning we will not be mixed up or confused in our mind. All Christ has promised to be, he will be to those who trust him. So if you trust and you believe Jesus Christ, he's going to be what you need. He told Moses, I am that I am. You go and tell him that. Whatever you need, I am that. Whatever you need me to be, I will be that because I am God Almighty. And he says, Christians will never have any cause to be ashamed of Jesus upon whom they believe. We won't have no reason to be ashamed of that. They shall never be driven to confess that they made a mistake in trusting him and are therefore ashamed of having been so miserably duped. To risk all with Jesus is to end all risk. So yes, if you are trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, you are on the right road and you are going to get your reward at the end. It's better on this side of the thing to believe in him and get over there and realize that you didn't have to than not to believe on him on this side of the thing and get over there and get punished. Amen? Amen. That's only common sense. So then he goes on to say in uh, verse, uh, chapter, uh, uh, 1 Peter, chapter, 1 Peter, chapter, chapter, chapter 3, let's go to verse 13. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which do good? God is with you if you're doing good. God is with you. If you are looking for your looking out for your fellow man, there was a question in Sunday school about what if you couldn't do anything to help a person in need? Well, you can always do something because you can always pray. Yeah. You can always pray and ask the Lord that if you don't have the help to give them, send somebody else to give them the help that he needs. We can always pray. There's always something that you can do for somebody that is in need. Amen. 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 He says, um, but. But and if he suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And that means that always be ready to tell somebody how good God is. What has he done for you? Look over your life. He has done a million things, but what are the miracles that he's done for you? I'm just looking at our church right now, and I see miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Look at me in the face, because God is good, and we believe God. And so that's what he's saying. Be sober. Be diligent. But also know who is in your corner. The discussion came up about fear and being fearful in this 
in this whole pandemic. Because you know, God, uh, the devil is the author of confusion. Yeah. And that's why everything is so confusing right now as to who to listen to, what to listen to, who's saying what's right, and who's not saying what's right. But let me tell you something. If you have the Holy Ghost in you, which you do if you believe God, you trust and you believe what the Holy Ghost is scaring you to do. If he's telling you to cover your face up so that nasty germ don't get in your body, then that's what you do. That's what you do. You cover your face up while you're around a lot of people. It doesn't take much. It's not really a big deal. But see, the devil makes things that aren't a big deal a big deal so that you won't see what the real truth is. So just go on and do the right thing. But don't be afraid. Don't lock yourself up and away from people forever because you still got to live on this earth. You still got to be able to move around. You still got to get your groceries. You still got to go get water. You still got to go to the doctor. You still got to have procedures done. So there's no sense in being fearful. Just be prepared. Amen? Just be prepared. He goes on down to uh, uh, say, and then I move oh, here we go. Here we go. I was on the wrong page. I'm sorry. Okay. But then let's go over to chapter two. Verse 9, he says that, but ye are a chosen generation. Who is he talking about? We are the chosen generation. We are the Hebrews, the black Hebrews. We are the royal Negroes. That's who we are. We are the chosen generation, have always been. We've been hidden in plain sight. We've been here all along. We yeah. just didn't know who we were. Yeah. But thanks be to God, Jesus is the way he knows who we are now. Yeah. We know who we are. We are God's chosen people. Amen. We are God's chosen people. And by us being a chosen generation, he also says that we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. The holy nation acts holy, walks holy, talks holy, looks holy. Amen? Amen. That's what we do as a holy nation. We are representing Jesus Christ and God our Father. That's who we are representing. So yes, kind and, and, and good things come out of our mouth. Not fussing and malice and strife and anger and jealousy. That kind of stuff we have to push down. We have to kill down because we have to show the light of Jesus. He goes on to say that we are a peculiar people. Yes, we are peculiar. You know why we're peculiar? Because we believe Jesus Christ. We believe that he is real. We believe that he died on the cross. We believe that he got up off that cross. And we believe that he's sitting on the right hand of God right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we believe. And if he makes us peculiar, then I am proud to be a peculiar person. Because I know that it's God Almighty and only him, only him is going to get us through this thing. Our faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. He goes on to say that we are a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us. Are we happy to be alive? Are we happy to be on a Zoom call today? Are we happy to be having church? Yes, we should praise God all the time for everything that he's done. Even when we have a bad day, we should be grateful for that bad day. Because we're still on this side of, of, uh, of heaven and we're still living. Amen? Amen. We should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. There was a 
business. There was a time we didn't know who we were. There was a time that we thought we had it going on because we was doing it. And we was just as blind in the darkness as we didn't know how. I mean, there was a time that we thought we ruled the world and what we said went. But God showed us differently. He showed us who we were. He picked us up out of the muck and the miry clay and he cleaned us up. He washed us whiter than snow with his blood. And he made us royal, righteous people. Thank you, Jesus. So that's who we are. And that's who we have, how we have to display it. And as Virgil said in his commentary, we have absolutely nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely nothing. Because we are strong, royal people in Christ. So we have to show the world that. We have to show the people that are yet in darkness because three-fourths of the world is still in darkness. They don't know. They don't understand. They're going by their own mindset. But we know that the smart, wise people trust God. So we have to show them. And we have to show them really without saying a word. Because we can talk loud and do not and say nothing. Y'all remember that from the 70s, talking loud and saying nothing? Well, talking loud and doing nothing. You know, words are just feeble. Actions speak much louder than words. So how am I showing you that I love you? Pastor out of the clear blue comes to my house with two bottles, two cases of water almost every other week. And I, you know what? I even forget he's bringing the water. I do. He's like, missionary, you at the house? I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm so, so I got the two cases of water. Thank you, Jesus. That's showing love. That's showing love. And you know what? It don't take much, y'all. Showing love don't take much. It just takes a caring heart. It takes a caring heart. And in these troubled days that we can't see each other the way the way we really want to see each other, we can still do things to show love. We can still call and we can still be concerned. We can still send a little word, uh, uh, even through the mail, even though they're slowing down the mail. Did y'all see that? Where they're taking the mailboxes away? I mean, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Thank goodness they vowed not to do that no more until after the election. But my Let's look and see how we can help somebody and not hurt somebody. You look on Facebook every day and you see people just recording horrible malice treatment and 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 just I can't even explain the undignified things that they put on people fighting and people that falling out on the ground and instead of somebody reaching out a hand to help them, they're filming them laying on the ground. Mm. Lord help us. That's not how Jesus wants us to act. As the royal priesthood, the royal peace priesthood would be the good Samaritan that helps the person up and gets them some water and gets them some health care. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, which in time past were not a people. We were not a people, but are now the people of God. We are the people of God, which has which has not obtained mercy, but now we have obtained his mercy. And what is mercy? Mercy is being is not receiving the punishment that we received because we know we have done something wrong. Yeah. That's what mercy is. What is grace? Grace is the beautiful, beautiful present that God has given us that we really don't deserve to get. And what is the grace that he's given us? Our eternal life because we believe in Jesus Christ. 
So let's remember what Peter is saying. And let's let's uh, continue to um, uh, 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 read in the book this week. If you can, continue to read what he's saying. I just wanted to go and, and end stuff in verse 3, starting with chapter 8. He says, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, pitiful and courteous. And when he says pitiful, he means mindful, being humble and courteous to people. Don't be rude and arrogant. Don't think that you're more than what you are because you're not. You're just, I am just as big as you are and you are just as big as I am. Amen? Amen. Don't be rude. Not rendering evil for evil or Wow. She made a mistake. She, she, she muted her phone. You got to unmute it. You made a mistake. Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry, y'all. I'm getting a little bit excited, I think. <laughs> 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 but um, he said, going back, he says, not rendering evil for evil or railings for railings, but counterwise blessing. Knowing that ye are there unto call, that you should inherit a blessing. We talked about that again in Sunday school. We talked about those that were having faith, that they were going to continue to live, but yet they passed away. But we also realized that death is the ultimate healing. That death is the ultimate healing because we are now with God. We are now in that place that we have strived for so many years on this earth to be. I was reading in um, uh, Ecclesiastics where Solomon was talking about vanity. And that's an excellent book. If you haven't visited that lately, go back to Ecclesiastics and see what he says. Because it's ripe, ripe and good for 2020. He says that we need to mourn our birth. And we need to celebrate our death. Why does he say that? Because when you're born, you got to go through this world. And this world is one of the enemy. I'm one of the enemy. He, he's the one that's rolling this world right now. So you got to deal with the worldly systems and you got to grow up with what, we, what we're growing up with, with prejudice and, and discrimination. And, and especially if you are a royal hero like we are, you're going to have a hard way to go in this world. But when he calls you home, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. That's when the, the reward and the blessing and an inheritance and all of that comes in. So let's not lose uh, uh, let's not lose scope of that. Let's not lose that because we are living to live again. We are just pilgrims passing through this earth, trying to get through the best way we can. And the best way we can get through this earth is with Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Then he goes on to say, uh, uh, for that will. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips, they speak no guile. So watch and guard your lips. Watch and guard what comes out of your mouth. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. So that means that you're going to say exactly how you feel what's really in your heart. It's coming up and out. So make sure that your heart is checked. 
Make sure that if your heart is not right, you get it together with the Lord. Ask the Lord to wash you. Wash your heart again. Take that jealousy away. Take that hatred away. Take that meanness away. Take the meanness away. You can be beautiful on the outside and have an ugly black heart and be mean as a snake. And that makes you ugly. He's saying, guard your mouth. That's very important because out of your mouth, you can speak life and death. You can kill a person with your lips or you can praise and lift up a person with your lips. He goes on to say, for he, uh, I said that. He, uh, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. Ensure it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. Let me say that again. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. He sees you. He hears you. He hears your prayers. He understands what's happening. And he is there to make sure that you are on the winning side. So don't worry. Even if it looks blight, even if it looks like it's, you're not going to win, that you're going to just hang on. Because God is there. And as soon as it gets dark, after the darkness, the daylight breaks. And that's where he comes in. That's where he comes in with just what you need. He goes on to say, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So if you're doing evil and you know you're doing evil, then expect that your faith is going to be God against you. It's going to be God against you. Don't dig a ditch for somebody to fall in. Don't set a trap for people to fall in because ultimately you're going to fall in it as well. Amen? Amen. And I thank you so much for being with me. That's what the Lord gave me this day. <laughs> and next Sunday is the fourth Sunday, so I'll be back with you guys next Sunday. I'm so excited about that. But please take this word from Peter, read the scripture this week, and see what else he says to his church, because it's really